everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So, episode 146, part two of the Pluto return of the USA. So, if you're new to the channel um, and have not heard podcasts before, you want to start out with episode 145, which is part one Pluto return. What does this mean uh, for the USA? And uh, what is the Pluto archetype and what is the Capricorn archetype, uh, which where, of course, Pluto has been in the sign of Capricorn for since about 2008, 2009. So we get into a deep discussion of that. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and jump over to that first. Um, but anyway, um, to move on here, um, a little bit deeper exploration to understand, you know, the Pluto return and um, what does this mean when when Pluto, you know, to a little little recap, when Pluto is has now come back at 27 degrees, 33 minutes, it'll be exactly at that point on February 20th. That's only like nine days out from this recording. Um, however, it has been um, at 27 degrees for some time. Pluto moves very slowly and then retrogrades for half the year. So it only moves like net about two degrees a year. So this is a very slow burn, right? It's a, it's a generational thing. It's an outer planet. So it's, it's bringing long, slow, deep, vast, transformative, cathartic change um, purgative very much, sometimes volcanic, um, to the very foundations of our lives. And in this case with Capricorn, it's definitely about Mother Earth, its society at large, politics, politicians, government, the structure of society, the structure of our civilization. Um, when you think about it too, I mean, Pluto, Capricorn being a feminine Earth sign, uh, I know we we typically think okay Capricorn is all about you know corporations CEOs and all and yes it is because it's you know Saturn ruled <clears throat> but Capricorn in in, in um, the the Earth element it's it's the Earth element and it's cardinal Earth and it is um, which represents you know cardinal signs are around change and leadership and and new beginnings and um, and the um, the fact that it's 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 feminine since it's Earth. Capricorn is a feminine earth, right? Feminine earth sign, earth feminine. So we are literally the earth and the divine feminine, right? These are the two of the biggest um, issues, our, how we esteem ourselves, how we, how we hold women, how we hold ourselves as women, how we treat women, the pain body of women, the pain body of the earth. You know, these are all things that have been coming up for us very, very loudly. And and it is definitely reaching a peak now. When it moves into Pluto, moves into Aquarius in um, 2023, um, that'll be a, a, a whole different chapter, which of course we'll we'll deal with that later. But right now, we are seeing the breakdown of these toxic structures that no longer serve us. Expiration date long overdue, right? Um, but and just to know that and what I'm going to show you today is throughout history where Pluto returns have occurred in other cultures and um, you know it, it's to understand as much as we see all this destruction and death around us we also know that that is the doorway to renewal right no mud no lotus right isn't that what they say you know no mud no lotus springs from the mud so we must address the mud <laughs> the good part and the and the and the toxic sludge Right? all of it, the shadow of our psyche. Um, but then again, you know, letting things go, letting things die and be reborn 
we see throughout history where this has occurred many, many times. So I'll just give you a quick, um, you know, here are some Pluto returns. This is the United States first Pluto return, right? It takes 248 years, just to recap, to come around to the same spot it was. And so where it is now is where it was when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Well, there have been many Pluto returns throughout history. Um, of course, you have to be a pretty, uh, a pretty old country or empire to, to see that. So um, Roman Empire, the Roman Empire, which lasted what, like 2000 years, um, they had 10 Pluto returns. So uh, yeah, we, we, this is our first. So it gives us a sense of time, right? And distance and perspective. Um, but Pluto returns had a huge role to play in the rise and fall of the Roman empire. So empires often fall or co completely get radically reinvented when, um, when Pluto returns happen. So in, um, in 753 BC, that's when Rome, the, the city of Rome was founded. Um, the first Pluto return for, for Rome uh, happened, the Roman Republic was founded in 509 uh, BCE, right, Bef uh, before the Common Era. Uh, the second Pluto return was the Punic Wars, that was around 269 BCE, um, and it goes on and on and on, so I'm just going to highlight a few of the more ones that we really grab our attention. The fourth Pluto return uh, was around the, uh, like 220 Common Era. And that was the end of the Severan dynasty. And that was the beginning of almost constant civil wars as the, um, you know, obviously as they got more corrupt and started to fall apart. The fifth Pluto return was 470 Common Era. And if all you history buffs know, that's when the, that was the end of the Roman Empire in the Western Roman Empire. The Eastern Roman Empire still flourished for quite some time after that. Um, the sixth Pluto return was in 717 CE, and that was the second Arab siege of Constantinople. So it was another big turning point. The ninth Pluto return was the sack of Constantinople by Latin armies. And that was in the year um, medieval times, 1204. That was a really turning point. That's really when the Byzantine empire got very much weakened. Um, and then finally in 1453, when Constant, uh, Constantinople, which is now Istanbul, um, when Constantinople fell to the Ottoman Turks, and that was the beginning, that was the beginning of the Ottoman Empire and the end of the Eastern Roman Empire, done, right, 1453. So Pluto doesn't adjust or, or, or fix things, it's just the end, right? Um, and then what comes up, what, right? What is the, the phoenix? What is the phoenix that rises from the ashes? Well, in our culture, uh, we have seen, obviously, when this was happening, we, we had slavery going on. We had, um, you know, the British, um, the oppressive British rule and slavery and women and indigenous peoples being routed out. And, you know, women, haha, didn't even have the vote. I mean, it was, you know, a lot of, a lot of, things being shut out. Um, you know, yes, we had this land of the free and the home of the brave, land of the free if you were, you know, of a certain, you know, white men, <laughs> white European men was very free, right? Um, so at the same time, there is this desire for democracy and freedom. There's also, we, there was always also the shadow. And for so long, we never looked at that shadow, but, but now we are. Now that Pluto is in Capricorn at these final stages, 
it's like a death blow to any shadow, any suppressed pain body. Um, all of it is now coming up to be healed and renewed. Um, I know with the, um, the British Empire, of course, you know, they've been around, uh, the um, UK has been around for quite some time. Some people still use the chart that was in 1066 through the, um, with William the Conqueror. Um, and, um, and they have been through, obviously, you know, if you're going to use that chart, that's a, that's a long time, right? We're talking over a thousand years. And um, the 1956 Suez Canal crisis, which if you want to see what that looked like, you can go to watch The Crown on Netflix and they show you that, that episode where that whole crisis occurred, where the Suez Canal um, in 1956, what happened there, uh, clearly the outcome of that was that Britain had lost its, its power as the, the, the voice of you know, authority as the world power. It was like the final death knell. It was the end of that influence. Um, if you remember in, in history class, they, they used to tell us about the, the famous motto of the sun never sets on the British Empire, right? Because it had gone all over the world and colonized in every continent. And um, so that was the end of that, um, you know, the sun did set. <laughs> now the UK is thriving, right? But in a whole nother way. <clears throat> yes, I know we have a pandemic, um, but like I said, all of this, this external uh, reflection, you know, if you, you could say that this pandemic is this external part of a, a piece of it, it's representing this external uh, reflection of, of what is occurring of this, this um, it's a life death situation, it's an opportunity to transform our lives and our consciousness. And it is definitely doing that. I have to say a great, great book. Oh, it's on the floor, excuse me. <laughs> If you want to know more about this and all of those outer planets and, and, the, and the rise and fall of um, and those planetary cycles connected to world events, there is no other book in the world like this. It is Cosmos and Psyche. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this. Richard Tarnas, uh, an incredible work. Um, this book is was written in, uh, took 30 years of research and was published in 2006, immediately became a classic. Uh, it is definitely the go-to book. This is a great book if you have some, some of those naysayer friends of yours who think, you know, maybe they're academicians or professors that think, oh, this is a bunch of hooey, this astrology stuff. Well, you can give them this book and you can say, you know what, you might like this book. It's Cosmos and Psyche, Intimations of a New Worldview. Um, it, is, it is by far uh, just phenomenal. I mean, I could read the entire, you know, 500 pages as a quote, you know, like it's so hard to pull a quote from. But I will pull a quote regarding Pluto here because he talks about the outer planets. So that would be Uranus, Neptune, Pluto because they are slow orbits and they have influenced huge um, social movements, right? Throughout history. And he shows with exquisite detail just what that looks like and how they are related. So why is this book important? It's history seen through the archetypal lens of astrology. So the two are finally married. And uh, by the way, and I'm gonna talk about this in another podcast, there's a, um, a documentary, um, that is coming, uh, that is about to premiere, I think it's next week, and it's uh, called The Changing of the Gods. Um, you must see it, just Google The Changing of the Gods documentary, and you can sign up. There's, it's, it's a 10-part series, and this is epic, and it's really connecting the dots, just like this book did, that 
documentary um, is, um, can't wait to, excuse me, can't wait to see it. So anyway, back to Pluto. Okay, I'm going to pull up, just a second, pull up this page. Okay, here it is, uh, page 99 of Cosmos and Psyche. Uh, this is about talking about what is Pluto associated with. Uh, Pluto is associated with the principle of elemental power, depth, and intensity. Now, of course, this is super important right now as this is being done, because right now Mercury, Venus, Mars, Mercury, right over Pluto, right? We've been, we've been grappling with this shadow. Venus went retrograde at the end of December, conjunct Pluto. So we've been really grappling. All of us have been, you know, really forced into that underworld, whether we wanted to or not, and have, have had to face some deep, sometimes very uncomfortable truths, but again, for the greater, for the benefit of healing. So there's always the breakdown before the breakthrough. And uh, Pluto transits, uh, well, yeah, they definitely show us that. <laughs> so, um, and we're seeing it obviously with our Pluto return in the USA. So uh, Pluto, that which compels, empowers, and intensifies whatever it touches, sometimes to overwhelming and catastrophic extremes with the primordial instincts, libidinal and aggressive, destructive and regenerative, volcanic and cathartic, eliminative, transformative, ever evolving, with the biological processes of birth, sex and death, the cycle of death and rebirth, with upheaval, breakdown, decay and fertilization, violent purgatorial discharge of pent up energies, purifying fire, situations of life and death extremes, power struggles, all that is titanic, potent, and massive. Pluto represents the underworld and underground in all senses, elemental, geological, instinctual, political, social, sexual, urban, criminal, mythological, demonic. It is the dark, mysterious, taboo, and often terrifying reality that lurks beneath the surface of things, beneath the ego, societal conventions and the veneer of civilization beneath the surface of the earth that is periodically unleashed with destructive and transformative force. Pluto impels, burns, consumes, transfigures, resurrects. In mythic and religious terms, it is associated with all myths of descent and transformation and with all deities of destruction and regeneration, death and rebirth, Dionysius, Hades and Persephone, Pan, Medusa, Lilith, Inanna, Isis and Osiris, the volcano goddess Pele, Quetzalcoatl, the serpent power, Kundalini, Shiva, Kali, Shakti. Whoa, <laughs> right? That's Richard for you. Um, what jumps out at me here is, you know, this the god Pan from mythology. It's like Pan was... That, that, that chaos, right? Like the word pandemic and pandemonium come from this, the etymology of that, of those words come from this God Pan, right? So, uh, you know, that energy of the, getting completely out of touch with nature, you know? I mean, look at what happened when two weeks after they shut down, um, when we went into quarantine two years ago in, in Venice, where the, the ships, the cruise ships were no longer sailing through the canals and dolphins showed up. So there's an example about, wow, here's this reconnection. Once we, 
we, we were forced to see, like, look at what we're missing out on. We are not connected with nature and that the pandemic, if anything, has forced us to come in, do our shadow work and, and, and reconnect with, hopefully, with nature because the dolphins were showing us, you know, look what's available. So talk about feminine earth, right? The earth is crawling, crying out for renewal and um, this disease is not at ease that we are out of touch with our bodies, with, our, with nature, right? With the, the divine feminine earth and all of its creatures. So um, yeah, so very, very big. Anyway, um, I would say too that um, if you want to work, you know, part of this conversation is just saying, you know, what is, what are the, um, what remedies, what are tools and remedies that we could use to move through this um, scary unknown time, you know? Um, so deities associated like Richard had written, you know, Shiva, Kali, Kali Durga, Shakti, you know, just, um, Let's take a moment and look at, like, for example, Kali in the Hindu pantheon, Kali Durga, the, the dark mother, right? Like dark is not scary. It's where the juice is. It's transformation. Let me show you a picture of Kali if you're not familiar with her. Hold on. Okay, I got a great picture for you. Here, Kali Durga. Now, it's a little scary. She's got this necklace full of skulls, right? And she's got this Sith in her hand and this, you know, this, she's just slaying, right? She, she, what, what, what is she killing? You know, here's, sorry guys, it's a man's head. But, um, you know, it's like, get out of your head, right? Get in your heart. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, I remember my, my teacher told us years ago, you know, many people are afraid of Kali Durga. Now look, but she's got light, she's got this halo around her. So yeah, she's in this underworld. Um, and she, and I know she's kind of smiling here, so it's probably not the most, even though this part's scary, she's smiling, but she's, she's got her eye on us and what she's not killing people. She's slaying the ego, right? Just right. So, you know, you, when you call in Kali Durga, man, not, no nonsense, you know, in, in modern parlance, she'd be riding in a, on a Harley with a nose ring and tats and just, you know, like, right. Like, all right, you mofo, you know, we're going to try You want it. You're going to get it. You're going to, we're going to transform your life. So be nice. Um, <laughs> when you call in Pluto, like Shiva and all, you know, I mean, this is, this is transformation. This is not for the faint of heart, but there are kinder forms of, of the mother that uh, Kali Ma, you know, the mother um, that, you know, you can transform. Uh, but sometimes, Sometimes if we're in denial, we have to have that hardcore Kali Durga, right? You just got to ride in there and get the job done. So um, anyway, those are, those are uh, suggestions for, um, you know, how to work with this Pluto energy, the Plutonic transformative power of Pluto. Uh, certainly breath work, you know, very, very powerful and dynamic um, to, to uh, blast forth, put Shakti, right? One of the the uh, gods, goddesses mentioned here, Shakti. Shakti is Sanskrit for light, right? Shakti pot is when you, we receive this divine transmission of light. And you can go into like hysterics, you know, if you ever had those experiences, I, I have and very funny stories, but I'm very cathartic and transformative. So it doesn't have to be all hard and gloom, right? Sometimes it's like that, but then it leads you right in the next moment into this outrageous ecstatic bliss so that's what's waiting for us so you know 
we must embrace this um, because if we don't actually, <laughs> what does the Eckhart Tolle say? Evolve or die. This is what we're dealing with, right? Um, but there, and there is gold in them, our hills, right? So this, if anything, Pluto is having us look at our shadow, but we have to remember when, as we move through this, there is a, an outrageous light body consciousness uh, waiting for us that we already are, and we are just peeling those layers off that prevent us from feeling and being that. Um, I have to say one of the most, uh, uh, one of the coolest examples of, um, of, Pl of Pluto and Capricorn in recent timing of uh, talk about remedies, um, the, the actor and producer and wonderkind philanthropist, Tyler Perry. Now you probably know him here. Let me grab some pictures here. Okay, I know most of us know Tyler Perry as those Medea movies, right? Those comedies, um, there are so many sequels. He's a trip. Um, but um, what's really amazing about Tyler Perry is he started this film studio. Um, actually it opened, oh God, two months before COVID of all timings, right? But it's in Atlanta. And if you've not heard about this, He's really remarkable. You know, Tyler Perry, this is a perfect example of Pluto and Capricorn. This, these, um, you know, he was on Oprah, came to the opening, all these famous people. He has his own studio, huge. It's actually larger per square foot, if I recall correctly, when I read about this, than like um, the largest lots in Hollywood. So you talk about transformation. I mean, look at this thing. This is, this is amazing. This man, once was homeless and he lived in his car and he worked his way up. He got jobs in acting, you know, moved to the very top, but he never forgot his roots. When he started this film studio, it was actually um, this land that he developed and created the studio on is on, it was actually a civil war Confederate base. So you talk about transforming toxicity, right? The Confederacy fighting for slavery. And he took that land and developed it into this um, incredible production facility. And what is really cool too, is that he has, um, he has taken part of this. I remember reading is that if you're homeless, he'll work with you. He takes in homeless people and gives them jobs. On, on that, in that production complex. So talk about reinvention. He reinvented himself. He reinvented the land upon, that his studio is built on from this toxic slavery history, right? And the third thing is another level of reinvention is working with people who are homeless because he remembers he, he was there and he experienced all of that homelessness, racism, you name it, right? All of that. So imagine, having to deal with institutional racism and you're homeless on top of that. And now he is reinventing lives or helping being the space for reinvention for others. So I can't imagine a better, um, you know, what a, an incredible use. And here's this man, this talented man, this artist, and he is using all his talents to bring joy to others, to, to create this huge empire. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just beyond beyond. So. I just wanna say, yay, shout out to Tyler Perry. God bless you, man. Hopefully one day I would love to meet you <laughs> from my mouth to God's ears, goddess's ears. Uh, but talk about, 
here's this, uh, you know, embodying the divine feminine of uh, caring and nurturing and regeneration. Wow, just amazing. So, um, yeah, so that, that's what I want to say about that. And I would say, too, with remedies, you know, like, gain some perspective um, around, you know, our shadow, you know, growing up white, you know, we have a filter and we think we don't, or we think we've, we've penetrated some. No way, man. There's so much more work to be done. I think if we stay in our heart, we don't have to psychoanalyze any of this. We just have to stay in our heart and do, do our work um, from within in mystical velocity and all of the toxic, toxic layers we don't have to make them fall away. They will just automatically fall away. I would say, you know, again, you know, my wonderful book, if you, you know, great remedy, right? Reading Cosmos and Psyche. Um, I would say too, I did check and it's open. If you ever have a chance to go to Washington DC, the African-American Museum of History and Culture. Oh my God. You wanna talk about a new perspective and, and the ability to understand the past fully things that you never knew and reuse that to reinvent a new society that works for everyone. If you go back to podcast number 22 and 23 of my shows, this is going back a few years, uh, my, my dear friend Holly and I, we went to Washington DC on a car trip and we went to that, we went all over and we went to that museum and it was hands down the most incredible experience. We didn't even get to see it all but it's, we talk about this in episode 22 and 23, and it's called Astrologers and Cars Getting Coffee, and then Astrologers and Cars Part Two. Because so we were doing the podcast at the time, it wasn't on YouTube, it was just audio. Um, so you actually, if you YouTubers, you have to go to like iTunes, Spotify, um, Radio Public, one of the uh, podcast platforms, and just look it up, episode 22 and 23, but we had some outrageous stories. You'll, you'll love the stories that, that, um, that Holly tells and, and, then, um, and hopefully the ones that I've shared would um, inspire you. But it was, um, it was really quite something. And I have to say that coming out of that museum, we, we wanna go back to that museum. We didn't finish, we wanna drive to DC again just to see the rest of that museum. It's like that, it's that important. So uh, great remedy for Pluto and Capricorn. And hey, it's Black History Month this month, right? Sun and Aquarius, freedom, liberation. Um, I know we're at the end of, or middle to the end of the Sun and Aquarius cycle, but that's okay. Um, very important this year, given that this is the month that we have our Pluto return. Um, indigenous peoples, um, supporting indigenous peoples, buying way, their wares, um, you know, praying for them, visiting reservations. Uh, you wouldn't believe the poverty. When I lived out west many years ago, um, I went and visited the Navajo and the Hopi reservations, and um, you you have no clue. You just you, we don't we 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 think we do, but until you see it up close and personal, it, it's just mind blowing that we actually live in the same country. Um, another thing that I want to share is uh, quotes, um, this great um, hmm, Gloria Steinem. She wrote a book called Revolution from Within. So let me pull that. Okay, here we go. She wrote, this is the updated book. It's um, it was called The Ultimate Self-Help Book, a book of self-esteem. So I just thought, wow, we've, we've, we're now going direct with Venus and Capricorn, having gone through her initiation um, and uh, in retrograde, and then um, now conjunct Pluto 
very much all about self-esteem and reinventing and reprogramming ourselves from toxic patterns of feeling worthless, right? And with the eclipses in the signs of, of it, hosted by Venus and Mars for the next year and a half, you know, Taurus and Scorpio, definitely reimagining and reinventing ourselves, all of us, no matter what gender we are, wherever we are in that spectrum, self-esteem, big issue. Anyway, um, I was very lucky once I had the opportunity to meet her. It was, um, it was quite, um, quite an amazing moment. I remember this years and years ago and I, um, I just went up to her and I said, you know, um, excuse me, Miss Steinem. And you know, <laughs> she turned around and was like, God. And she looked at me like she was present with me. It wasn't like a celebrity was like, ah, oh, you know, like, yeah, sign your autograph. I didn't want her autograph. I just wanted to acknowledge her. And I said, I just want to thank you for all that you've done for us. And she just looked at me right in the eye and she just went, well, thank you. You know, and, and uh, it was just, she was just so kind and gracious and I just couldn't get, she really walked her dog. Really wonder what a great woman. But what I wanted to say is um, I've got some quotes for you, which I'm going to share. Probably I'll do it in the next, I'll do a part three um, in the next episode. Um, quotes from this book that'll really rock your world. And I think that'll be great um, fodder for our transformation as we all walk through this, um, this incredible time together. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I'll just, I'll leave it at that and I'll, I'll save the, um, the, uh, the chart for the next, the next episode. Um, but we, we have a, an outrageous chart that's, um, that's, uh, you know, ahead for us on February 20th. And like I said, this is the, the culmination of a lot of work and it's, we're at that tipping point and it's very exciting to see and wonder and, you know, and invent, you know, how do we want this to go? Where, where do we want to go with this transformation? So um, just something to take into your heart and asking the divine for help and all those wonderful um, ancestors, Shiva, Om Namah Shiva, calling forth Shiva's Pluto, right? Calling forth Pluto, help me transform my life. Help me end the things that need to end and reinvent self. So, uh, Amazing. All right. So that's all for now. I will see you next time. Thank you all for listening. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and hit the little bell, that little Liberty Bell uh, uh, notification button, and then you can get the alerts dropped right into your um, email. So, all right. Mwah. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. Yay. We'll see you next time. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.